Hello and welcome to RVing Dads Season 3, Episode 3. My name is Todd Muller. And I'm Dustin Dickens. And thanks for, I always say thanks for tuning in. I'm not sure that really counts anymore. It shows our age. It does show our age, you're right. <laughs> what's, the, what's the right saying for a podcast? Thanks for clicking us? Yes, thanks. Yeah, probably. Thanks for clicking on our podcast. Or thanks, thanks for, for touching your smartphone. <laughs> <laughs> right, yes. Okay, it's just getting weird. Let's just call it tuning in. All right, tuning in. That works. So what are we talking about today, Todd? I don't know. I think we kind of got a, got a couple different topics, right? We're going to talk about Father's Day because we are the RVing Dads. It's a big holiday in our life. It is. And uh, let's throw in some dad jokes. Sure. Father's sure. Day isn't complete until you can make it funny and embarrass your kids, perhaps. Yes. I'd say they're probably going to be RV-related dad jokes, right? Of course. Then maybe we'll talk about a couple other things, maybe some uh, some funny stories that maybe are not a dad joke, but are funny anyway. <laughs> we have a never-ending uh, never supply of funny stories as we travel the country. Yes, we do. So who is uh, sponsoring us tonight? Well, it's Seriously SEO. Uh, provide uh, SEO service and marketing for campgrounds and uh, anyone looking to improve their online presence. So is that SeriouslySEO.com? It is. SeriouslySEO.com. All right. And I think we also need to talk about some, some big news in the RVing apparel The biggest news. <laughs> so there is a brand new t-shirt design. For RVing dads on the Nomad Nation gear, uh, nomadnationgear.com. So check it out. It's really cool. It has a, a cool logo on the front. Uh, obviously, it says RVing dads, and a really nice logo on the back uh, with a, an old school truck and a canoe on it. Uh, yep. Looks like an old school camper. Uh, it's a pretty cool design. It is, and, and it's pretty exciting because when you're wearing one of one of the RVing dads T-shirts, you know you're kind of in a secret club that uh, not, a, not a not a lot of people know about, but they see your shirt and. Uh, Maybe they'll tune in and listen in, too. Definitely. I know every time I wear my Irving Dad shirt, people stare at me. <laughs> Are you sure that's because of the shirt? I don't know. <laughs> so, as you can probably tell, you can probably hear the swamp behind us. We are still in uh, the northern central Florida, I would call us. Yeah, the, the north Florida swamp. Yes. So, it is particularly noisy tonight. There's a lot of frogs and birds. Like, well, I don't know what there is. Yeah. Frogs and crickets. And... And, and you made yourself a friend here recently. Yes, we actually had a, a dog come by the campsite a couple nights ago, and uh, I was a little concerned because he was here for about a day and a half, two days, didn't see him eat or, or drink anything, so I put out a little bowl of food and some water, and now the dog doesn't seem to want to leave. He's not going anywhere now. <laughs> <laughs> so if you hear some rustling leaves behind us, it's the, the dog trying to protect Todd. Right. Hopefully it's a dog and not an alligator, but uh, we'll just assume it's a dog. Todd, do you want to hear a joke about a pizza? Probably not, but I will say yes. No, never mind. <laughs> it's too cheesy. Oh. <laughs> Excellent. Are we having fun yet? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> so what are your plans for Father's Day? All right, Father's Day. So I don't, I don't want to kind of break down the, the fourth wall of podcasting, but it's actually not Father's Day yet. It's still uh, early in the year, and Father's Day is coming up in a few months, so we're not there yet. But right now, I think uh, when we leave Florida here, we're going to spend a 
little bit of time in Virginia, close to my brother and my sister-in-law. And then we're going to make our way up to upstate New York. And uh, we'll be spending Father's Day kind of between, well, that, that time period, split between my my wife's parents, my mother-in-law and father-in-law. Father-in-law live in uh, Poughkeepsie, New York. And then my family, my parents, my mother and father live in way upstate New York in a little town called Adirondack. So we'll be kind of going between those two. How about yourself? Fun. That sounds fun. And all, of course, enabled because you live in an RV, right? You can drive between all yep. those wonderful places and see family. Uh, my, I'm doing something very similar, actually. Um, I'm going to uh, Michigan, uh, going to spend Father's Day with my father, of course, and then meet up with a couple other families. We're going to meet up with some other traveling families and, uh, and have a big celebration, uh, let the kids run amok in the woods and uh, have a little fun. So looking forward to that celebration. But Father's Day is, is a pretty important time for me, Todd, because it follows my birthday. Yes. So I get to celebrate two big occasions, at least for a father, uh, at the same time. My birthday is, and then Father's Day. So that'll be fun. Yeah. And actually, my, my birthday is uh, about a week and a half before Father's Day. Now, of course, in my case, my three children, are their birthdays are all within two weeks of mine. So most people kind of forget mine, which is okay with me because at my age, I don't want people to remember how old I am. <laughs> uh, and another, another big thing for, for me right around there, I think this year, Father's Day is on June 20th, but uh, July 4th is just two weeks after that. Uh, and that's kind of a, I wouldn't call it a big deal, but kind of a traditional thing. My, my family and uh, we have some friends that all meet up at my parents' place. Uh, my parents uh, live on a lake. And of course that comes with all the, the fun lake things that you can do with a boat and, and uh, swimming and, and uh, of course, for July 4th, parades and fireworks and all that other fun stuff. Sounds like a lot of fun. Definitely is. So actually, while we're talking about there, we, we had left uh, my parents so just a month and a half or two months ago. And I feel like I had one of my more memorable dad jokes. Uh, so I feel it's important to talk about that. It actually made my son laugh. I actually stopped <laughs> and I heard him laughing in the back seat of the a truck. Real, a real laugh. A real laugh. Wow. And I thought he was watching YouTube. I just assumed he was watching YouTube and laughing at something on there. But it turns out he heard my joke and enjoyed it. So we were kind of pulling out of the driveway. We were, we were leaving with our RV. We were heading, uh, heading south. And uh, there had been a bad windstorm. And a tree branch had come down. And I could kind of see something in the road up ahead. But somebody had dragged the, the branch out of the way. There was just a little bit of tree bark left. And I was kind of looking at it. I wanted to figure out what it was. And I said to my wife, Erin, I said, what is that up there? And she said, bark. And without missing a beat, I said, well, woof to you too. And my, uh, <laughs> my, uh, 15 year old son actually found that funny. <laughs> it's the timing that does it. Yes. Yeah. It was just the timing. It is. Cause it's really not that funny. <laughs> I think it's pretty funny. Come on. You know, I have, I have some, some funny dad jokes myself, um, that I like to say to the kids and the more I say them, the the funnier they get to me, but mm -hmm. I think they've grown harder and harder. Um, one of my favorites is, uh, what does a fish say when it bangs its head on a wall? I don't know. What? Damn. <laughs> All right. I enjoy that one. <laughs> they, they like that because it crosses the line, right? It's uh, Yes. It crosses the line a little bit there. See, and actually, as we're sitting here, so we're, we're sitting in a clam here in the, in the, the Florida swamp, and one of the, the greatest things about having children 
my daughter, my middle daughter, Alana, just brought me a beer. Wow. <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> All right. So I have a a joke for you. Okay. What's an RV? What is an RV? Yeah. Well, I have my definition, but it's not very funny. Well, it's the best investment you can make in real estate. Real estate. <laughs> no, that's a good one. I could use that. Real I feel estate. like like we need a laugh track. <laughs> we do. <laughs> How do trees access the internet, Todd? Well, it's easy. I don't know. They log in. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I better stop those funny jokes. Um, so I actually had a, a, a funny little story. Uh, as I traveled across the country just a few weeks ago, I was driving through Texas early in the morning. The only vehicles on the road were, were semi-trucks. And I started getting flipped off by truckers. I would pass a trucker, and he's like flipping me off. And then I go past another semi, and I got the same thing. Like, what the heck is going on? Why are these truckers slipping me off? Uh, turns out I had my bright lights on. And uh, oh, my okay. little bulb was burnt out. You know, it usually has a little blue bulb right. when you have yep. your, your, your high beams on. And that was burnt out. So I was uh, shining all these truckers, and they were not very happy with me. All right. So at the time, it wasn't funny. But as I look back, I'm like, wow. <laughs> I guess I, I could see how that would be annoying if you're the trucker and you get yeah. those, those bright lights in the in the rearview mirror. Yeah. I was trying to, you know, for this episode we wanted to talk about some funny things and I uh, I was racking my brain. I can't think of any funny stories, but I do have another joke for you. Okay. Did you know that full-time RVers never die? They just smell that way. <laughs> That's true. Oh, so true. Oh, so... I got a story talking about uh, <laughs> smelly RVers. <laughs> so we were going through Utah, uh, just a small little town in the center of Utah. And uh, we pull into this RV park. It's an RV park we've been at many times before, but it had really tight sights. You know, it's the kind of RV park where you have to turn really sharp, try not to hit anything. Finally get into the spot, and all I notice is this big ring around um, the sewer, the sewer connector. Right, so the sewer connector's there, and it's all—it all looks normal. But there's like a ten-foot ring of toilet paper around it. I'm like, that can't be good. Why didn't they clean up after? Like, why doesn't the RV park like rake that and fix it and clean it up? Of course, by that time I couldn't pull out of the site because it was dark and it was the only site left, and you know all the things. And so I'm like, okay, no worries. I'll I'll worry about it in the morning. Um, so I, I didn't think anything about it until my neighbor. And next morning, having coffee, and my neighbor said, "How's your sewer?" I said. Well, I haven't tried yet. How is how is yours? And he says, "Well, I tried to dump, and it's not dumping." Oh no! So it was just stuck there, and so apparently the reason for that ring is because uh, the last people just lifted their hose out and made a little mini pond. Uh, yeah, Ooh. not funny. A little gross, I guess. But uh... <laughs> that is a little gross. We actually had that. I had that a very similar experience in. Uh... In Foley, Alabama, right, right north of uh, Foley. Okay, that's by Gulf Shores, right? Yes, right outside of Gulf Shores. Okay, uh, I can't think of the name of the park, and I feel bad, but there's a little park there. Uh, they have great rates. We actually spent uh, about a month there. We have some friends that live in Foley, or they live in, in Gulf Shores. Uh, we made some plans to go see them, and uh, we actually stayed there for a month, and we stayed in this little park that had uh, quite reasonable rates. 
and actually the same thing happened to me. Uh, we got out there, we hooked up, and uh, I pulled my black tank, of course, mm -hmm. and uh, the the empty site next to me, the little little cap on the sewer the sewer uh, pipe there popped off and <laughs> started to flow out of that onto volcano. the volcano. Yes, a poo volcano. I love it. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> I hope the wind was blowing in the right direction. Fortunately, it was. But I didn't want to drain anymore because I just kind of figured if my poo was going in, something was going to come out <laughs> in the neighbor, the neighbor spot. Uh, but fortunately, I went to the front desk and I explained my predicament, and uh, apparently it wasn't an unknown thing. So somebody came out and uh, he took a, a manhole cover off, and, and I saw him reach in there and twist some valves and do some things, and all of a sudden all the poo went out, and it was it was okay. Nice problem solved. Uh, it's uh, not funny when it happens, but. It's not. That's the stories that we have after RVing. <laughs> yeah, there's... Well, one of the things for... If you're going to be... Especially if you want to be a full-timer, but it, even if you just want to weekend in an RV, you definitely want to have a sense of humor because things are not going to go the way you hope they go. They don't. You know, there's so many times when you just expect normal things to happen and it's not normal. I, I know recently drove through Arizona and in the middle of nowhere, I'm running low on fuel, so we pull into this truck stop and... Everyone is lined up at one pump, right? This is a truck stop with maybe 20 pumps, but only one of them actually has a line of trucks behind it. So I pull into another one. It doesn't work. I go in and I ask the lady, can you turn on another pump for me? And she said, nope, only one pump works. I said, okay, thank you very much. So what do I do? I go line up with everyone else behind this one, one pump, wait the 30 or 40 minutes before it's my turn. I get up there and I start pumping and I'm pumping and I'm pumping about 15 minutes later. I had all of three to four gallons of fuel, diesel fuel pumped into my tank. So I go in again, like, listen, trying to pump fuel and it's not coming out. And lady says, yeah, we have a problem. It's really, really slow. That's all we have. That's not what you want to hear. <laughs> That's not what I want to hear. Right? So I waited another five minutes. I might have gotten four or five gallons. It was enough to get me to the next fuel stop. But it's just, you know, what I expected to be a simple fuel stop turned into a 30-minute ordeal of not getting fuel. Of not getting fuel. Especially with yours because, you're, you know, you're in a, a big Class A, a, a big bus. And I, I can, can't even imagine. What, what, how much fuel does your tank hold? It holds 250 gallons of diesel. So it is quite an investment to fill it up. <laughs> so I want to make sure I'm at the right station to fill it up. I can assume. I can assume that's a little bit painful. I know my, my truck only holds about 36 gallons, and I know every time <laughs> I swipe my credit card to fill it in, I, uh, I, have, a, I have to gasp a little bit. Yeah, it is, it is challenging. But the good news of a big tank is I can drive from Florida to Michigan on a single tank of fuel. Right, and you can probably run your generator while you're doing it. Absolutely just have to take out a loan to fill it up <laughs> yes and actually you know talking about fuel so i you know i, I have a toy hauler and um some toy hauler well i don't know if all toy haulers but a lot of toy haulers have a fuel tank <clears throat> so i have a actually a 35 gallon fuel tank in the back of my my toy hauler underneath and some of that is for the generator it hooks up to my generator so the generator can run off it but i also have a little fuel pump attached which uh, allows me to fill up toys, right? Yeah. Hence the toy hauler. Now, instead of toys in the back of my RV, I have children. So I don't normally need to use <laughs> the fuel pump. 
But uh, when I was buying the RV, uh, I bought it used and I bought it from a dealership. And um, my, my father and my brother and my son came to help me inspect it. So we spent a good 30, 35 minutes, uh, actually even more than that. I want to say it was closer to an hour, the four of us inspecting everything. And we went through, I brought a little checklist to make sure we hit everything. And one of the things that didn't work was the fuel pump. Yeah. So in my mind, I didn't need the fuel pump. I knew I would rarely fill something up. So I just wanted to save a little bit of money on the RV. So I, I went into the, the finance guy and I said, I listed off a couple of things that, that were not working and, and I wanted to get some money off. And one of the things I mentioned was the, the fuel pump didn't work. So instead of giving me money off, they had a mechanic go out and replace the whole thing. Oh, so, no. So now I have a, one that works. So I try to use it whenever I can. <laughs> so uh, today we filled up some mopeds with it. It was great. Yeah, it was very handy to have in the back. <laughs> So, Todd, what do you call a bear with no teeth? I don't know. A gummy bear. <laughs> Again, I think we need a drum track or some kind of <laughs> yeah. laugh track. We need our kids in the audience so they can, <laughs> they, so we can hear their eyes rolling behind their heads. Yeah. Right. Um, have you ever visited any places, any tourist attractions, that you thought they, they must be a joke? There's no way that this is real. You know, this and this one goes goes way back this goes back before before my rv goes back before my children goes back before my wife as a matter of fact uh when i was much younger a friend of mine steve and i decided we were going to go to florida for spring break sounds and fun yes we were i want to say we were about 18 i think maybe 17 and uh we didn't want to fly so we were gonna drive down we took his car and between shifts it was about a 21 hour drive but anyway as we're heading down we're we're trying to get there and without stopping, and uh, we start seeing signs for south of the border. South of the border, of course. Right, right between North Carolina and South Carolina. Yeah. And if you've gone up or down I-95, you, I'm sure you've seen the billboards. There's billboards for hundreds of miles ahead of it, uh, north of it and south of it. So, you know, we started to talk, and, and again, this was way back. This is days before the internet, so I couldn't even Google it on my phone. We just kept seeing all these, all these billboards, and we were like, well, this town sounds like it's hopping. So we, we said, you know what, we're going we're gonna to spend maybe one of our nights here. We're going to stop in south of the border. Actually, you're going to stay there. Yeah, we're going to have a blast. There's, there's got to be some good times there. <laughs> Based with on these... the signs, there's so many things there. <laughs> yeah, there is yeah. so many things. So you can imagine my, my utter disappointment when pulling into south of the border. And at the time, I think there was a rundown diner and maybe a fireworks store <laughs> and a big parking lot. And that was about it. So we stopped and we looked around. And I can remember... <laughs> I can remember me, me looking around and, and my friend Steve saying, this must be the wrong exit because this can't be it. <laughs> oh, it's, it's crazy. There's, I've seen a couple places like that where I'm just in utter disbelief. One of them is the, in Texas, in uh, West Texas near Marfa, the Prada store. Yes. Have you Prada been there? Store. I've been to the Prada store and I think there's a Target store there too, isn't there? I, I don't know. So first of all, it's not in Marfa. It's like 30 minutes in the middle of nowhere. Second of all, it's not a real store, but it's like a art display. Yes. It's called the Prada store. So, I don't know what I was expecting, but it is a it is a Prada store in the middle of nowhere. It is. It's the whole building is probably fifteen by twenty, maybe. <laughs> it's a tiny little building and has some uh, big glass in the front of it. And if you look in, there's Prada merchandise in there. Yeah, yeah, it is. I just, yep. I, I didn't know what to believe. That's a pretty interesting area. I know uh, when we were driving around Marfa and uh, 
There's all kinds of rumors of UFOs and other other strange things happening in that area. But uh, my my family and I were driving. There's a there's a kind of a scenic drive we took, and we we kept we saw something in the sky, and and my initial thought was a plane, but then it didn't seem to be moving. But it's unidentified, so it must be a UFO. Yes, so that was my immediate thought. I said. The aliens are here, and we're going to And they're chasing you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but then I started to think, okay, it must just be a blimp. Um, oh. And there's not a lot of blimps left in the United States, so my wife was on her phone looking for where is the Goodyear blimp, and I think there's there's a, a tracker. I don't know if you ever want to do this, but if you ever want to, there's a tracker that tracks all the blimps in the United States and where they are. And uh, one quick look, and there was none in this area. Uh, so we kept driving, and it didn't seem to be moving, but eventually we figured it out. And it was actually just a balloon. It's a big, giant balloon that's chained to the ground, and it's actually used for border security. They oh. have uh, cameras and, and, I guess, heat-sensitive uh, equipment in there, so they can kind of monitor if anyone's coming across the border into the U.S. from there. Ooh, they were watching you. They probably were. Again, it probably would have been more fun if it was aliens, but <laughs> there was a generic reason for it. You might not be here to tell the story, then. That's right. Or maybe they wiped my brain and... I wasn't here for a while. <laughs> we'll ask your wife if that's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. How about, um, ever been to the mystery spot in Michigan? So, the mystery spot. Uh, you can't miss it if you drive through Michigan. Uh, the first time, actually the first time I think I saw the mystery, well, I shouldn't, I don't want to give it away, but the first time I started to see signs about the mystery spot was uh, when my family and I were going to visit you in, in the the UP. Yeah, um, I won't give it away, but it's not that much of a mystery. <laughs> right, right. Well, it's a mystery because you don't know what it is. <laughs> Until you visit it, then you're like, why did I spend the money? This is ridiculous. Why did I even stop? <laughs> right, right. But it's not expensive. Yeah. I, I can honestly say I, I never spent the money, so I, I don't know what the mystery spot is. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should make mystery spots across the U.S. We could do that. Call it the RVing Dad's Mystery <laughs> the RVing Dad's mystery spot. Isn't that a geocaching? We just do oh, some yeah. RVing Dad's geocaching. That's a good idea. Maybe we can find a find a an RVing Dad's t shirt in one of those. <laughs> so so Dustin, why is the RV so obedient? Why is the RV so obedient? I have no idea. Because it goes where it's towed to. <laughs> <laughs> what did the pony say when it had a sore throat? I don't know. He said, I apologize. I am a little horse. That, that's funny because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I had another funny story uh, traveling recently. I uh, went down to South Padre Island in Texas and uh, visited the state park down there. Great, great little park to, to camp in. Um, but it has a really weird layout. The campground has a weird layout, so you have to make some sharp turns and it's just not in, intuitive for a large RV. It looks like it's a, the kind of park that was built for small RVs and, and now they just fit big RVs. So a little awkward, uh, so big sharp turns. And I took my turn into the campground, not sharp enough. Okay. And so I missed uh, the road a little bit. I ended up hitting the street sign with uh, the mirror on my RV and uh, not only hit it, but also knocked it off the post. So that was a little embarrassing because there was uh, many people walking, you know, out for their evening stroll as I knocked the sign off the, the post. So that was embarrassing. Yes, I would probably have been laughing had I been there. <laughs> yeah, I was not laughing. 
good news, I didn't scratch anything, and I did get out and put the sign back. I just gently placed it on the ground so people could still see it, but not my not my finest hour. Uh, I typically don't hit things, so I'm glad to say that was a successful uh, hit and run. <laughs> kind of a one and go. Okay, I understood. I, uh, speaking of hitting signs, I can I can share that I did uh, when we first launched. We we were, went to Alabama and we were staying in a state park. And I can't remember the name of the state park, <clears throat> but it was near Auburn. Auburn, Alabama. Okay. Is that a place in Alabama? I think. Sounds good. All right. So anyway, we uh, we stayed in a state park. It was beautiful. My we had co- went there because my cousin was was teaching uh, at the university there. But uh, <clears throat> when we, it was time to leave. We pulled out. We'd only been full time at that point, probably three months. And uh, I was coming out, and I did a very similar thing. I I took the turn just a little bit too close, and uh, I watched in my rearview mirror as the stop sign kind of dragged right along the side of my RV oh, no. from the front of it uh, all the way to the back. And at the very end, I thought it was going to knock it over, but it didn't. It just kind of sprung back into place where it should be. <laughs> and uh, I was too embarrassed to stop. I didn't want to have to pull over and just let everyone going. look at me. Right? So I didn't want to see what damage I had done. So Do you have a racing stripe where that sign uh, hit the RV? Fortunately, I do not. Nice. Uh, had a little bit of a red mark when that happened, uh, but... For those uh, that that know my RV, uh, my RV used to have all kinds of uh, stickers on the side of it, and those are gone now. So <laughs> when I peeled off the stickers, I, I peeled off all the proof of that that red stop sign rubbing down the side of my RV. That was your motivation, right? It was, yes. Yeah, I've seen many RVs do that. Just recently at Bryce National Park, I saw one of those rental RVs, those Class C rental uh, RVs. Yes. Yep. And. Um, Unfortunately, the poor renters had parked right next to a stop sign and not not gauged the distance very well. So they had hit the sign and it rubbed all the way down. It was scraping off the stickers on the side. Um, and if you've seen those rental RVs, the stickers aren't that good to start with. Right. So it's probably it probably added value to the RV to be honest. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure they had to pay for it. So uh, I've seen it many times. Yeah, that's a tough thing with with a. When you're new to driving something that large, you got to be careful about what's around you. Um, but I will say, actually, that stop sign, uh, the nice thing about it was it didn't damage anything. It didn't rip a sign out of the ground, but it really taught me to to cut my, my corners not tight and to really pull out into an intersection before I make my turn. Yeah, I over-exaggerate my turns now. I go very far out and, and cut back as sharp as I can. Maybe too far, but I think it's better. It's good practice, yeah, at least. It is. I do the same thing. Um, and one piece of advice that I was given is don't drive faster in, you know, in a tight setting like that, then you want to hit something. So right. if you want to hit something going, going fast, then drive fast. If you want to hit something going slow, then drive slow. So when I'm driving in an RV park, I'll just drive super slow because even if I hit something, I'm going so slow that I'm not going to injure the RV. Yep. Yeah. And, and the other reason to, reason to keep it slow is you can always stop, right? Once yeah. you realize you, you made a mistake... And sometimes you can't recover from it. You start to take a, a turn too sharp, you're not going to recover from it. And uh, if you have to, when you're going slow, at least you can stop and you can re- reposition yourself. Uh, of course, there's, there's traffic behind you, you can't, but sometimes you can back up and, and, and retake your turn. So, while we sit here in, in the Florida swamp again, I, again, these, these frogs uh, are making all kinds of noises in the background, but... Uh, 
what do you think, Dustin, on, on a hot day? Like today was a hot day. It's not, it's very comfortable right now, but it was, it was hot during the day. What, what do you think a frog likes to drink? What does a frog like to drink? On a hot summer's day. Around here, probably swamp water. Or maybe a Coca-Cola. <laughs> Coca-Cola. <laughs> That's too much. <laughs> Well, I think we better stop before we get in trouble here. We have a, a, a whole repertoire of bad jokes. <laughs> yes, I like to save them. My, my, my children and my wife love to hear them over and over and over again. Do they really? No. <laughs> As a matter of fact, there are some nights that our, our wives will sit around and listen to us as we, as we record a podcast. But once they heard the topic tonight, they both casually got up and left. They bolted. <laughs> yes. Within about 30 seconds of each other. They probably heard our jokes enough. They, they could tell them themselves. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the benefit is the next time... Uh, normally, we, my, my family and I, we travel with, with our truck and our fifth wheel. And we have another car that, that my wife follows in. But uh, we're traveling a little fast this time. So we didn't bring the second car. So we're all traveling in the truck together. So the good thing is my wife's going to have to listen to this podcast next time <laughs> we move. Great. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so this was fun. I'm not sure it... Uh, gave any real, uh, real helpful information other than some some funny jokes and some funny stories, maybe. I hope you can reuse some of these jokes. Yes, definitely. Uh, and if you ever see us in a RV park, please come up and make sure you tell us your your own. I can't wait to hear more. In fact, if you have any funny jokes, put them on our Facebook page. Um, I'd, I'd like to hear some more. Uh, we're always looking for for groaners to share with our families. <laughs> to share or to punish our families with. Punish, yes. All right, so I think we're going to wrap this up. Yeah, big thanks to our sponsor this evening, uh, Seriously SEO, who provides uh, social media management and um, uh, review management for campgrounds. So thank you, SeriouslySEO.com, for sponsoring this episode. And, of course, we do need to call out Nomad Nation Gear uh, for the awesome apparel that they, they provide for, for us, for RVing dads. So check out... Nomad Nation, uh, nomadnationgear.com, and uh, you can see all of our cool shirts. We have some cool t-shirts, some cool sweatshirts, and uh, yeah, the new one is even uh, really cool. We mentioned earlier, uh, next time you see me, I'll probably be wearing it. Yep, and, and while of course the RVing dad stuff is the best, I, I, I assume there's some other cool things on nomadnationgear.com. Yeah, there's some other, other gear <laughs> on there that, uh, you know, let's not talk about that. Right, you can look through it. But make sure you put the RVing Dad stuff in the cart first. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in because I think we've we decided we don't want to say thanks for clicking on us, right? <laughs> yeah. So we hope you enjoyed this podcast. I know we enjoyed uh, making it tonight, but uh, hopefully you found some value in it, if only for entertainment, which was probably true this time. Yes. 